Hello and welcome to Word for the Day. This is Father Pete Matthews from St. Patrick's Anglican Church, and today's Word for the Day is found in Philippians chapter 3, verses 4 through 6. Here's what St. Paul writes, Though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also, if anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised in the eighth day, of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. So if you remember, uh, in yesterday's podcast, we talk about how, talked about how um, Paul is calling us to not put confidence in the flesh. And again, that doesn't mean your flesh and bones, your little literal physical body. He uses flesh as sort of a placeholder or a metaphor for that way of living in the world that's autonomous and dependent on our own own resources and are dependent on ourself um, to navigate through life. And it can show up in many different ways, and it can show up in religion, frankly. And Paul, as a faithful Jew, and especially as a Pharisee, a particular group within first century Judaism, um, as when he met Christ, he realized he had been using his religious commitment in a fleshly way. He'd been depending on the parts of his religious commitment that are essentially human things that he could um, either identify himself through his own effort or just through his own sort of human identity. And it created a sense of um, a distance from God and also distance from people. Distance from God because he wasn't depending on God for his for his life and his salvation in the way God wants, but also d- d- uh, distance from people because it created a kind of tribalism. Only people who were in his group who could identify with these things were valued and accepted by him. Everyone else was second class, and some like early Christians who were who were um, uh, Jewish people who identified Jesus as Messiah. He saw them as as unfaithful and persecuted them, sought to arrest them, sought to to put them to death. So he's reaching back into that old identity, and he's going, look, I want to give you an example of what I'm talking about. I'm like the the paradigm of what it means to put confidence in the flesh. I did all that. Now, in tomorrow's podcast, he's going to say, I was willing to lose all that for Jesus because Jesus is so much more important. But let's sit with what he says here. So notice there's a religious dimension before God. He's able to claim all these things about himself. I'm a member of the tribe of Israel. I'm circumcised. I, uh, you know, I follow God's law in, in an outward, obedient manner, in a, in a punctilious way. Man, I'm fastidious. And I'm so passionate, so full of zeal, zeal that I even chase down those who dishonor God and want to hurt them. Those are all ways people can can look to religion to make them acceptable to God. And Paul says, really, none of that does that. There's only one thing that makes me acceptable to God, and that's Jesus. He died for me because, um, because I'm so sinful and broken that I needed him to die for me. Um, and he also died for me because he he loved me so much. Let me say it this way. He had to die for me, Jesus, because I'm so broken and sinful. He wanted to die for me because he loves me so much. 
That simple formula takes my identity right out of myself. It takes my dependence right out of myself. And all of a sudden, I live by grace and grace alone. So everything that I am is sheer gift. And it's, it's, it's not just a gift. It's a gift that gives me a full identity. And so now I'm set free. And then the second problem gets healed. I'm no longer distanced from people. Because I, look, I can look at everyone else and say, that person's made in the image of God. And Jesus lived and died for that person, just like he did for me. They're as broken as I am, and they are as loved as I am. So everyone can be valued, and everyone can be welcomed. And so it shows, he's beginning to show how the gospel, the gospel, free grace, um, isn't just some sort of like get-out-of-jail-free card. It is the power of God, and it sets us free to receive God's love, to freely love God, even as we struggle to grow out of our sin and to freely accept and love other people, all because of Jesus and whatever he did. So Paul will unpack that more in the next few um, days as we continue through chapter three. But he's he's doing a powerful setup um, for the gospel. Let me say another thing before I wrap this up. <clears throat> Paul's really pushing into identity and in the culture we live in and now, that's probably one of the most important kind of driving issues in people's lives, especially younger generations. And, and probably the most important uh, value that drives identity in our culture right now is, is the, 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 the idea that one must be true to oneself and that I have the freedom to create my own identity. And I can do it through my career. I can do it through a sexuality that I can choose. I can do it through, you know, the band I like, whatever. The problem with those pathways is they end up turning back on you. They end up crushing you. Let's say your identity is built on success in your career. What if you're not as successful as you wanted to be? Or what if you even fail? Then you've lost your identity. And finding your identity in that thing crushes you. What if you make up your own identity, but no one else values the identity you've made up? Then what happens? You're stuck in your alone. But if you root your identity in the unchanging, um, infinite grace of God revealed in Jesus Christ, then you now have an identity that's not based on anything you achieve. It's an identity you receive, and you no longer have to prove anything. You are set free to walk in grace. You are set free to walk in love. And you can live a radically different kind of life. It's the kind of life... Paul's writing about in Philippians. It's the kind of life that, that lives in a manner that's worthy or in alignment with the gospel. It's both great blessing for you and a beautiful picture to others of what Jesus is about, who Jesus is, and the blessedness of God's kingdom. Well, we're going to keep plowing through Philippians. Hope you find this encouraging. Um, God bless and have a great day.